Hello guys and welcome back to our podcast where we're following Germany in their campaign in the 2022 Qatar World Cup. So we're going to start off with Kelly's reaction as a German fan to the game yesterday. Obviously Germany did lose 2-1 to Japan. How do you feel? Not great, to be fair. Um, and obviously we all watched the game yesterday together yeah. in an English pub, kind of. Um, not the greatest experience. I don't recommend it to all my German fans. Don't go to an English pub for this game. I think Kelly was the only German supporter in the room. It was not funny. Obviously, Germany scored the first goal by a penalty of Gunawan. So I was really happy about that. I was just celebrating, really emotional. And then, um, yeah, obviously... Japan scored the other two goals in the game uh, and everyone laughed at me and after the game they were like oh how does it feel to lose yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, it wasn't really the nicest experience but apart from that um, obviously a very devastating game something you cannot be happy about as a German fan it seems to be a recurring theme for you guys recently like the past few years <sighs> Just major tournaments awful. just aren't going well. For it's you. not going well, literally. Like, well, Euros 2016, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then Euros 2020, we literally got knocked out by England in the... Round of 16. Yeah, round of 16. So that was really a big achievement. And obviously 2018 World Cup, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 2018 Ideal. World Cup. And I don't want to say it, but I don't really see it getting any better this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see a way of... Germany beating Spain after Spain's performance yesterday, yeah. which makes it extremely difficult for you guys to get out of the group now. Now for everyone who, who didn't watch the game, Spain against Costa Rica. 7-0. 7-0. Spain looked good. And I know you can't really judge a team's form based off playing against Costa Rica, but they looked good. Yeah, to be fair, I think even if Germany was playing against Costa Rica yesterday, they would have lost. Do you think? Yes. I don't know. Then, Costa Rica literally had no shots. Yeah, but Not even shots on target, no shots. There needs to be an improvement if they want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if I calculated that right, obviously it would be like easiest for Germany to still get through if they win against Spain. Yeah. Um, and with the game we watched yesterday, I really do not see that happening anytime soon. No. <laughs> like No, I don't I don't see how Spain's attack against Costa Rica could be so different to against you guys. I think obviously Costa Rica had barely any good defence at all throughout the whole game. So Spain naturally scored seven. But against Germany, even though your defence is better than Costa Rica, it didn't look very strong. No, well, the thing is, um, I think in the offence, so with Havertz in the front, he didn't play a good game. No. Not going to lie, he didn't play a good game. He hasn't been playing great for club either for a while. Yeah. Imagine playing for Chelsea and for Germany. Imagine supporting Chelsea in Germany, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to lie. I don't think our offence was the main issue here because they had their chances. Yeah. That was all right. Um, efficiency, you could talk about that. No efficiency whatsoever. Yeah. You can't tell me in a game where you have over 70% ball possession that you can't score yeah. more than one goal. And, and that goal was a pen as well. Especially because I was looking at the stats in the first half compared to the second half. In the first half, Germany had 81% possession, like 81%, and 14 shots. Yeah. And Jap- Japan only had one. And then after half time, Germany's possess- possession dropped to 66, and they had 12 shots, and Japan had 11. Like, I feel like... Germany dominated the game pretty well in the first half, but weren't clinical in attack. And then in the second half, I feel like their defence just 
It was dropped. so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. That's why I think with an offense like that, yeah, you can maybe score one or two goals on a good day, mm. which usually is enough to win a game, but the defense is so weak. And against an attacking team like Spain, literally no chance. Do you think you were missing out on players like Sane who aren't who were injured? Um Yes or no, I think Musella didn't play his best game yesterday, but I think he's still uh, a valuable I've, replacement. I've been seeing in the press a lot of people saying that Musiala played really well. Yeah, but I think I saw him have a couple of good moments, but he wasn't amazing. Yeah, no, during the game, we talked about that he he's not playing the game of his life, especially yeah. compared to his form lately in Bayern. Yeah. Because he's playing so good football. And this yesterday was... He just looked a bit like he didn't know what to do when he got on the ball. To be fair, you're going to think that it's his first World Cup performance ever. I'm pretty yeah. sure that guy is 18 years old. He was nervous. Mm. He was, I would have been. Oh, 100%. Like, your World oh, Cup God. debut. Yeah. But he just didn't look himself at all. Nah. I mean... I don't know. I feel like it's kind of similar to the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game in the sense that you have to remember that Saudi Arabia, Japan, they've gone through those qualifying stages to get to the tournament. They aren't just teams to like mess around with or like um, if you give them a chance, they're going to pounce on it. Do you know what I mean? So like you can't sit back and relax. I feel like the defence kind of did that a bit because just because they're not a team like a big one like Brazil or France with all the big names, they've worked hard and used their talent to get to that point of like in the group stage of the World Cup. They're not just going to like sit back and relax or just like expect to lose they're going to go with heart and passion they might arguably even have more heart and passion going into a game because they're not likely to be in every world cup so when they're there they'll make the most of it so i feel like the german defense needed to like understand that even though they're not playing like france they're still playing a team that could cause an upset I know, definitely, especially knowing Japan is a really like team with a lot of speed in it. Yeah. So a lot of counter attacks, and I don't think that I don't think Japan played the best game they ever did. It's no. not that. It was just Germany was terrible. Mm. It was embarrassing. Honestly, sitting there, I was I, I felt humiliated by my own nation. I feel like the difference between the two teams also. I feel like Japan had work rate. Like they were working so hard in the second half. Even, I think it was Kimmich, it might be Muller though, said in a post-match uh, interview that no one looked like they wanted to be past the ball in the German No, Gundogan said that. Oh, Gundogan. Yeah, okay. he said that. Yeah, no, that, that's just crazy that even like people in the Germany team are noticing that. Um, yeah, and something else I'd like to talk about are the subs in that game. Yeah. I feel like we can analyse the defence a bit more later, but the subs in that game, I've, I've had, uh, I have it here, no defender whatsoever got subbed. It was literally Kai Havertz, Serge Gnabry, Thomas Muller, Jamal Vizela and Gundogan. But then the thing is, I feel like the attackers weren't the problem. Yeah, why would you sub them off? No, I know. And they're, they're the ones with the experience. And I feel like the defence was where it was causing an issue. Especially, I really want to talk about how bad Schlotterbeck was. So He was so, so bad. I could talk about this for like half an hour straight. I don't know why he got nominated. If you see his... Like qualifying all that, or the first half of the league he played, it was just bad. He played. For, he plays for Dortmund. For everyone who doesn't know, everyone knows Dortmund's form at the moment. It's not good. He wasn't starting. They're conceding for the past so many goals, and then he gets to start in a game yeah. for Germany at the World he, Cup. Yeah, exactly. And he de- he didn't even start for Dortmund the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. He's not an essential player. He played bad. Like 
it was I think we could say about a lot of the German team they they didn't really play bad they played ineffectively but I actually think Schlotterbeck was just bad yeah Sula as well yeah um, I, I think I get that Sula plays right back sometimes for Dortmund but for like international football he's not the right like physique for a full back especially to deal with the pacey wingers like the ones that Japan have they need someone more like I don't know carer yeah taking care of that that. wide role and I was thinking for like the next game I don't think you can have Sula marking Ferran Torres for Spain do you think it would be a good idea to either bring in Bella Kocak at centre-back to replace Schlotterbeck or bringing carer and push Sula into centre-back I don't know um to be fair I'd kick both Sula and Schlotterbeck out of this completely yeah Okay. That game yesterday, I think if you look at stats or something, they were rated with a five point mm-hmm. nil as like uh, I watch it on the German website, so it's from one is usually the best and six is the worst, and both of them got rated with a five. Right. Um says everything about their performance really. Uh Schotterbeg needs to get out of here. I actually talked to my mum yesterday about it, she was like, He's not gonna play another game for I don't think he this can cup. I hope he doesn't. Um I'm just saying, and I know I talk about him a lot, but Bella Kotchak deserves a chance. He's actually so good. Yeah. No, he deserves a chance. I feel like Fleet kind of underestimates him a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, he's still young as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think if you were to leave Sula in, obviously, you've got Rudy and Sula and Raum still there. And if, I'd definitely give Kara a chance as well. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't sub shot of Oka for I thought I thought Brown was good in that game. By the way, first in the half, first yes. half, I thought he was good. He he died off a little bit, yeah. and I also think Rudiger was good. But because of Schlotterbeck being bad, Rudiger got exposed a lot because you can't be one centre back marking two people. I am not gonna lie, Rudiger defended for two people. Yeah, he had to defend for two. And people. he because he was trying to defend for two people, he got exposed. But I actually think he had a pretty good game. But it's just unfortunate with the counter attacks that it went through Schlotterbeck. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. And I think you know how you're saying the attack wasn't efficient. I just think they're just not clinical. Like they they don't have that final little bit of finesse to get mm-hmm. a goal. Obviously, the only goal was a penalty, and I just don't know if they're as free flowing as I was expecting, considering half of them play for the same club. Yeah. No, especially if you look at um, Gnabry, Villa, and Mizella all playing together, mm-hmm. literally next to each other. They didn't look like they played together every week. To be fair, I feel like. In the attack on the attacking side, big mistakes were that I mean Gundogan played a good game. Yeah. But Kimmich knows how to play with Goretzka because Kimmich and Gundogan are both people who want to make the game. They want to make the game, so they don't harmonise really well with each other. I'd say. Yeah. And then Muziala and Harvards didn't agree with each other at all. I don't think they like playing with each other. They definitely don't do well with each no. other on the pitch. I don't think they have that sort same sort of mindset of play. I think. Obviously, Havertz playing for Chelsea, Musiala playing for Bayern, they're very different ways of playing, mm-hmm. and I just don't think it works very well. Yeah. And I also looked at the expected goals, like, stat for each country. Germany had 3.53, while Japan only had 1.33. Yeah, I saw that. It's crazy. Too. You should, like, they should have made so much more of that game, and it's going to be 
tremendously difficult now to do anything. Yeah, I've seen that um, Japan now have a chance, uh, 72% chance of qualifying for the round of 16 and Germany's chances have dropped to 37%. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We've beat Spain before, but with the performance we showed yesterday... I feel like even though the performance yesterday wasn't great, you've beaten Spain before, Spain have beaten you before. I still think it could go either way because it's all about the team that Flick puts out and how everybody turns up on the day. It, obviously, in tournament football, anything can happen. So mm-hmm. you don't know, you guys might win. And I think the group's so wide open now in Germany are under such pressure to perform. And their fate might not even uh, just be down to their results. It might also be down to like Japan and Costa Rica's results as well. And I don't know, they had so much control over the game after 60 minutes yesterday and then just kind of all dwindled, didn't yeah. it? Well, on Sunday, I think it's Japan, Costa Rica at one o'clock or something. Yeah. And then Germany has the late game at seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But well, before we talk about that, I was just going to bring up the armband issue and the photo. I don't get me started. Because obviously, in the warm up, Neuer was wearing the One Love armband yeah, he and he got told it. to take it off. And I just, I just don't understand the whole thing with the FIFA refs and why. Um, the captains can't wear that armband. Um, I think it's very controversial. Obviously, if uh, Qatar doesn't want them to, yeah, then you respect their culture. But for me, that's that has nothing to do with culture. It's about freedom. Yeah. Um, like nonetheless, I do believe that literally the FIFA is doing everything wrong on that aspect because by forbidding these. Um, armbands. Yeah. Everyone talks about it so much more. Yeah, it's drawing it's, more attention to yeah. the topic. If anything, it's probably working more in our favour. Yeah, to be fair, probably no one, if this would have never been an issue, no one would really talk about it, wouldn't yeah. they? They'd just see, oh yeah, they just a see rainbow. a rainbow on their arm. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. So true. Um, but obviously, Germany did that picture, that team pic. Yeah, with, before kick off. Yeah, they their took hands. their team photo with their hands over their mouths. Obviously, that was due to the ongoing row between them and FIFA. And yeah. saying, basically saying, you're not letting us have our voice, so we're covering our mouths. Yeah. And that's obviously a basic human right. I just think, I think it's good that they're using their platform to like call out FIFA for that. But I don't know, it just all seems a bit crazy how political this tournament is. Oh, definitely. I mean, Rudiger uh, did an interview after the game and he got asked about that uh, gesture they did on the picture. Yeah. And he was like, well, if they're not going to let us talk, we're still going to find a way to talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really political. I don't know if that was something really that like went on in their mind before playing the game, but it's always like it was literally just about that. No one really talked about the football and that. And that seems to be a common theme with a lot of the like punditry before the games as well. There's a lot of talk about. Um, the One Love band and the alcohol bans in Qatar and everything, human rights issues. And it seems like it's obviously in, during the games, they're not talking about it, but it's not taking away from the actual game, but it is taking a bit away from the atmosphere, I think. Yeah, and, and the tournament feel that you get every World Cup or every national tournament. Yeah, and especially because Germany's obviously uh, usually plays a big role mm-hmm. and is a known country for World Cups and all that, doing these statements and all that. You kind of expect them to win as well at the same yeah. time so i don't know if that was like double pressure on the team mm-hmm. um because in the end of the day they're fighting for like the lgbtq plus community and all that yeah but their job is still to play football mm-hmm. and 
they're not politicians whatsoever. Yeah. And the problem is that they wouldn't have to be doing this if FIFA just let them wear the armband yeah. and just went along with the campaigns. And then it wouldn't have to be getting the players so involved and fighting against that instead of fighting in the matches. Yeah. No, obviously it's not an excuse or something like that because yeah. a lot for that they lost because mm. they just played Oh yeah, it's definitely well. not the reason why they lost. But it definitely is something that's distracting them yeah, from the main point of the them. tournament. It doesn't add to any... And also in so many, like, you know how all the players do interviews throughout the tournament? It's always a topic of discussion, whereas fans don't really want to hear that. They want to hear about the player and how they're getting yeah. on in the tournament. But obviously, because it's such a pressing issue, they have to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on from that solemn topic. Um, Sunday. Spain v Germany. <laughs> How do you feel? What do you think? Well, I feel like uh, we've mentioned it a little bit before. Um, with the attack, if they have a good day, I'm sure they could score a few goals. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure they could. Um, I maybe wouldn't start Havertz, but start Phil Crook instead. Yeah. Um, I think he deserves a chance. He looked okay when he came on. Yeah. And I think also, I just don't know if Spain's defence have been tested at all yet. Obviously, Costa Rica didn't have any shots at all in that game. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare against a better class attack. Obviously, Rodri was playing at centre-back for Spain yesterday, which I thought was strange. He Obviously, he's a good player, but obviously he's out of position. So it'll be interesting to see if you guys can Mm capitalise on that. You know, um, the thing is, with Havertz, the problem, he's not a full forward. He Mm. just isn't. I don't really know what his set position is. He can do everything. He's just kind of... Everywhere. <laughs> he was a defender in his youth, guys. So, really? Yeah. That's like the opposite of Van Dyke, because Van Dyke used to play as striker itself. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, I take him off the pitch. And other than that, with the defence, there needs to be changes. I think they just to need not... to rejig the whole thing. Just like, I think Raum and Rudiger could probably stay on. Raum played a good first half. Yeah. yeah. So if he plays like he did in the first half, it's fine. But I don't know if he's going to be like tired or if he's just not going to be up for it against a better paced winger. But um, Rudiger definitely needs to play again, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably bring in Kara and Balakotchap or someone else. Not sure if Rudiger ever wants to play with other people at the back. True. I understand if he wouldn't. Also, Rudiger's run. <laughs> I also <laughs> he's so funny. Um, there are, I just saw on Sky Sports Germany, someone was giving an interview about it or like making a comment about it. That's mm. uh, just really arrogant and um, but yeah, well, every it's time, disrespectful. Every time I've seen him do it, his team go on to lose the game. Like he did it when he won, sorry, when he scored against Brentford for Chelsea last season and then they lost to Brentford 4-1. <laughs> At least he scored the goal. Yeah, exactly. He just does it because he thinks he's funny, but it does make you laugh. But at the end of the day, you lost. I think. Well, I think it was Didi Harman give, give, um, giving a comment about it, making a comment about it. Yeah. Um, I think he's a former footballer. I'm not too sure, mm. but he was just saying it's highly disrespectful and uh, making fun of Japan and all that. Yeah. But then again, I'm not sure if he actually, like... It's what he always does. I don't think oh, yeah. he does it's it just, to make fun it's, of it. It's like team. a trademark run. It's just something that he does. I don't think it's to do with, like, making fun of the opposition. It's just... He's just an entertaining guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, to be fair, with that game, that was about the only thing that cheered me up. Yeah. I think, though, this game on Sunday is the most exciting fixture in the group. Like, it has the potential to be a great game, which is um, 
why my dad keeps telling me it's going to be nil nil. Nil nil. Yeah, I don't think it will be. But my dad always says the best sounding fixtures are the worst games. And yeah. then also, in the I could also see Germany losing like seven nil. I could see it swinging either way. Either way, to be honest. And obviously, predictions prior to the tournament were saying like um, the game would be so close, like you can't predict it either way. Obviously, the odds have completely changed now that mm-hmm. yesterday's games have happened. Spain are odds on to win it pretty easily, but I think you just don't know how Spain are going to play against some a team with like European experience, good defenders. Just they haven't played a good team yet, so you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Germany came out and played a lot better than they did yesterday. Um, obviously they've got even more pressure now. Yeah, I think it depends on every single player whether they can handle pressure well or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if they like with that team, like it was in against Japan, no chance. But we still have a good squad. Yeah, we still have some international players who play on a very high level. hundred percent. So. I'm going to say never say never, but... Um, Do you think the shock loss to Japan probably gave them the fire in their bellies that they need to it should have. kick on? It shouldn't. Uh, for me, like, they're footballers. That's their job. They have money for that. A mm. lot of money. They should have the mentality now to be like, oh, shit, we did a lot wrong. Yeah. We're going to do it so much better now and not be like... Oh God! What are we gonna do now? Are we we gonna not even gonna win against Spain because yeah, they can't they can't Japan. now get down because of this and stop like dropping their shoulders and being upset about it. They need to kick on. They need to be aggressive and passionate. Yeah, and that could win you a game. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think the motivation of Japan yesterday showed. Oh yeah, they had they had heart, and I think that was one of the reasons that they won. I mean, to be fair, obviously they shot the first goal in the game, yeah. which was then offside. Um, Germany shot an offside goal with Havertz yeah. in the first half as well. But there seems to be so many goals being ruled out for offside yeah. in this tournament. No, but the thing is, I think it's it was a great mentality from Japan because I feel like if you go into half time, um, losing especially to Germany, Germany, a good yeah. team, what are the odds that you're actually going to recover from that, come back from that? And I feel like they showed that everything's possible. Yeah, 100%. Like, even though they'd gone in at half-time, 1-0 down to an amazing European side with so much history, they came out and they just attacked. Yeah. They were ready to fight, and they did. And that's how they won, I think. Yeah, to be fair, I'd say, um, because Lily and I were watching, like, our little challenges to watch every game, every minute of every game in the World Cup. Except for the one that's going on while we're oh, recording this. Yeah, there's one. Which one is it? Cameroon? It's Cameroon, Switzerland. Yeah, doesn't we're sound very exciting. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, but uh, I think for me, this was obviously, I might be a bit subjective because I'm German, but mm-hmm. I think that was one of the most exciting games at the moment. Oh, yeah. That game and also Saudi Arabia beating Argentina yeah. are two games that I thought were very good for good for the public to watch, good for the Definitely. neutral. Obviously, I enjoyed both games. Obviously, you didn't enjoy yesterday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think this tournament's so entertaining. Obviously, there's been a few nil-nils last, last World Cup. It. She Oh, my it. God. Last World Cup, there was only one nil-nil in the whole tournament. And then yesterday morning, or was it the day before? Day before. The day before. I said, I'm so glad there hasn't been a nil-nil in this tournament yet. And now there's been three. <laughs> so it's, it's my fault, guys. It's her fault. And then I thought, to be fair, if she would have jinxed it even more, I would have taken the nil-nil against Japan. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, but we can't have any more nil-nils, I'm sorry. But it's so boring. 
Yeah. The worst game so far has to be the Morocco game yesterday. Oh, we were in our lecture and we were like, we're going to... We're going to watch the game, sneaky on... Um, Morocco-Croatia was probably the most boring game Nothing ever. happened, nothing. Literally. I think Croatia had a couple of shots and the Morocco goalkeeper had a couple of good saves, but we actually listened to our lecturer rather than watching the game, <laughs> which is crazy. Now, yeah. no, but I think Germany-Japan was a really exciting game. Yeah. I think we can still all be a little bit excited for uh, the Germany-Spain game. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think yesterday's results should be taken into account with this game. This game is so different to the ones yesterday. Yeah. Now I'm obviously going to be very, very scared because uh, we have to win against Spain. I say because if, even if it's like if it's a draw chances are there that Germany will make it to the round of um, 16. Yeah. But very slim. Yeah, so, you, you need to get three points on the board. Yeah. No, but with winning the game, mm-hmm. depending what Japan's doing, it all depends. Wouldn't it be great if Costa Rica beat Japan? I'd that love would be it. lovely. But then imagine Germany being last of the group. Uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um. So what do you think the score's going to be on Sunday? Subjective or objective? <laughs> do both. Realistic and what you hope. So what what do you hope for? Um, I hope for a 3-1 for Germany. Okay. And what do you think it's going to be? A 4-1 for Spain. <laughs> I've gone I'm a sorry. bit more... I'm kind of sitting on the fence because I have no idea how it's going to play out, but I've gone 2-2. Ooh. Which would be entertaining, and I think you would probably take that. Because... If you play against that Spain team and get a 2-2, you're definitely going to beat Costa Rica. I think you could... You just need to beat Costa Rica by more goals than Japan do. Yeah. Now, um, for me, I think it's just like... I, we don't really know how the Spanish defence is at the moment because they literally didn't have to play yesterday. Yeah. They just didn't. So I feel like that's going to be interesting to see because uh, if Germany has like counter-attacks or some good general attacks... Yeah then there might be more than one goal in it. but Well, hopefully Germany win so that we can keep doing this podcast for longer. Oh boy. Yeah, I remember us saying um, we're going to get kicked out in the semi-finals. semifinals. I don't want to take it back just yet. but It's not looking good. If, if Germany is losing against Spain, I'm probably going to sit here in the next podcast crying because then it's definitely I might sure. have to make a podcast on my own. <laughs> no, but then it's definitely sure, obviously, that Germany... Got kicked out mm. in the group stage again, like in 2018. It's making me mad. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's humiliating. So. And on that note, I think... I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I think on that note, we'll end the podcast. So thanks for listening. Hopefully Germany perform better on Sunday and we'll be back to review the Spain game probably on Monday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Bye, guys. Bye. Depressing shit.